welcome tourism and tiktok how city marketing is using the fastest growing social app to reach gen z audiences that's our topic today and tiktok of course was the most downloaded app in 2020 today it has over 1 billion users worldwide and what started as a lip syncing and dancing app has now grown into you could say a serious platform for information debate and discussion and especially for the one target group everyone, both media houses and companies worldwide, want to reach, young people known as Gen Z. And according to the Reuters Digital News Report, TikTok reaches 40% of 18 to 20-year-olds and 15 of them use the app to get their news. Tourism plays a big part on the platform as well, but the most successful travel accounts still belong to individual content creators what we used to call influencers over at Instagram. So how can the travel industry use TikTok to promote destinations and travel products? That's what we are talking about today with two people who can tell you exactly how to do it and what the benefits are because they're already doing it. We are talking to the people behind two German TikTok tourism accounts, Visit Bremen and Köln Tourismus, so Cologne Tourism. And our first guest today is Claudia Neumann, from the city famous for the largest Gothic church in Northern Europe, Cologne, of course. Um, please introduce yourself. Yes, hello. Thank you, Johanna. Thank you, ITB, for having us today. Yeah, my name is Claudia. I'm the spokesperson and head of corporate communications of Cologne Tourist Board or Visit Köln, as we say. Uh, I am responsible for the internal and external communication and thus for the social uh, accounts, the social media channels, which actually moved to my team only with the beginning of this year, all together with my colleague Max, who is one of the faces of our TikTok account. And uh, so my familiarity with TikTok explicitly in a business context is quite new, although I followed the process uh, from the beginning. Yeah. And our second guest, Laura Pieper from the city in northern Germany that's famous for town musicians from a German fairy tale, Bremen, of course. Please introduce yourself. Hi, and thank you. Um, I'm Laura Pepper, and I've been working three and a half years for the business development in Bremen. And mostly during my working hours, I'm dealing with um, topics around the participatory city marketing and social media is one big thing about my daily work. And now after uh, a bit over a year now, TikTok is a big, big part of it, private and of course at work. Great. And just a little something about myself. I'm Johanna Rüdiger. I'm head of social media strategy at the culture and documentaries department at Deutsche Welle, Germany's international broadcaster. And Deutsche Welle, of course, reaches people around the world in over 30 languages on TV, but on all digital platforms as well. And in 2022, I started Deutsche Welle's first TikTok account called Berlin Fresh. And I'm also a TikTok content creator myself on my personal channel where I mostly do news in English, but also a little bit of fun Berlin stuff, as I call it. And uh, which brings me to my first question, because um, when I started on TikTok or when our company started on TikTok, uh, I remember journalists had a big discussion about um, 
do we can we even be on TikTok? How can we be as journalists on TikTok? Can we even do good journalism in such a short um, videos, 15 to 30 seconds? And it was just a huge debate. And now, two years later, it's completely different. Every media company wants to be on TikTok. It's not a question on do we need to be there. It's a question on how do we need to be there. And so I was wondering if it's the same for you. You started over a year uploading your first TikToks. Did you have a big discussion about how and if you could do it? And do you feel like now it's um, more normal? Mm, I guess there wasn't a big discussion in the beginning. It was really the question, like, how can we put our city in that social media platform? And then we try to figure out how can we present the topics that we normally present on other social platforms put in this specific kind of entertainment platform and we are always really open-minded when it comes up to new uh, media um, formats and so we said okay let's try it and we started with private accounts and had a look around like uh, how is the platform working how is the language how are the trends and the people who are commenting there so we get a kind of a feeling of how can we present Bremen in there and a nice side effect now we're all TikTok addicted we're used only we are really big fans of Instagram at first but now we're all really TikTok addicted but the doing was uh, really really unfamiliar in the uh, in the beginning and it needed some time to get in there and get to know the structure and the language so it was kind of a short process with a lot of learning in it so I'm hearing a lot of emphasis on trying to learn the language of the platform first before you even start. Was it the same for you in Cologne, Claudia? Mm. Well, it, it really wasn't a big discussion because it was uh, um, um, yeah, a, a strategic decision because it is part of our forced digitalization strategy in, in the communication. And it all also was a conclusion of a target group process that we went through and recognized that we want to address, uh, address among other groups more the expeditive target group. And to reach out for them, we have to present or we have to be present on the platforms where they are, such as TikTok. And then Cologne is a stronghold for active TikTokers and uh, influencers. So it was obvious that it would be a good match between Cologne and TikTok. Uh, because, uh, well, yeah, it's a dynamic and creative playground here. And the topics to fill it out uh, are in the open here in Cologne. So this was, all these uh, topics were part for our decision to start. So it sounds like for both of you, it was a pretty easy decision that you decided, okay, this is where our audience is. We need to be there. And the interesting thing about the TikTok algorithm I think is that it's not status-based like Instagram, but it's content-based, meaning on Instagram, bigger accounts um, get favored. And while on TikTok, anybody can go viral, which is the great thing still about TikTok, which means if you make a good video or you have a good idea that even starting out very early on, yes, you can go viral um, no matter how many followers. Um, and looking through your content, I feel like this happened to you, to both of your accounts in the beginning as well, that you pretty quickly went viral a little bit. Uh, tell us about that. 
definitely. Um, there was this one video in like August last year, and it was about the botanical garden here in Bremen. And we didn't expect that it would get a viral trend, but uh, we had like two thousand followers at that point and the video got like fifty six thousand views and we were like what what happened over there like it was really exciting for us to uh, make these uh, make this experience because as you already said um this is not normal for us on other platforms so it there is no secret formula for a viral video i guess but um it has to be relevant for if the, the people yeah Yes, and they have to be entertained or even surprised. Or And I guess this kind of place here in Bremen was really surprising for all of the users. So it went viral, even if we had like so less followers. So it was kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah, the same with us. Uh, our best performing video ever, or up to, until now, is where we explain the concrete car, which is a not very beautiful piece of art in public space in the city of Cologne. And it has had 950,000 views and cost a doubling of followers at that time, which is until today surprising for us. Yeah, you Sometimes you can't explain. Funny, <laughs> funny thing, I saw that video on my For You page and I've been to Cologne uh, last May and I saw the car mm -hmm. in, and I was like oh I saw that on yeah. TikTok so <laughs> I was really surprised mm -hmm. yeah once that's the beauty of the for you page once something goes viral people who don't even follow you get to see the video and, and that's how you quickly climb in views of course the downside of that is that um Every video you have to try really hard again because there is no guaranteed views. You can have many followers and still get low views if the people, if the video doesn't add any value for your users. And to just briefly mention the size of your accounts, um, Bremen has almost 24,000 followers and almost half a million likes. In Cologne, over 17,000 followers and over 200,000 likes. Are you guys satisfied with that? Is that a success for you? Well, I can start. Well, yeah, it's, it's oh, well. a success. <laughs> so we are satisfied and we are confident. But of course, you still want you you want to grow and get more followers and be more successful. But what it needs, and I think we'll come to that, is a lot of time and a lot of uh, resources, um, people, and. Uh, Well, yes, we work together with an agency. That's no secret. Um, but our goal is that we build up expertise ourselves and take over more and more. We are doing this at the moment. And during the next months, uh, our team will grow. And so this is a good perspective for, for growing the channel. And how is it for you in Bremen? Um, we are really happy about it and to be honest um, we didn't expect that in, at the beginning and when we compare TikTok to like our growth on Instagram or Facebook we can't even compare that it's like the fastest growing platform we use and 
the we have on Instagram like 30,000 followers and we needed years for that. I don't know exactly how long we have these uh, Instagram accounts, but definitely not one year. So we are really surprised that the TikTok channel got a lot of uh, views and followers in such a short period. Um, and it's a really, really good chance for us to rethink our content, our topics um, and how we work, because it was really difficult for us to us in the beginning to produce this kind of short videos in about like 30 seconds. So yeah. it's a good way to rethink our content. I was just going to say, if anybody's listening and now thinks, oh, it sounds really easy, you just make a video, boom, you go viral. That's not the case at all, right? I mean, I would say um, compared to other platforms, TikToks, TikTok is much harder because you can't just recycle any video clips. You really have to understand the language of the platform and you have to um, keep up with trends and your storytelling really has to be on point because it's not like on Instagram, it's all about nice wow clips and you don't really need much sto storytelling sometimes, but on TikTok, that's not the case at all. And so um, I think the biggest reason companies hesitate to do TikTok is because it is a lot of work, meaning a lot of money, and you can't really just recycle. Like uh, Claudia mentioned in Cologne, you have to build up a creator, which is a lot of work and uh, something we might not be used to. And uh, so... Um, And TikTok, and then you have TikTok experts who tell you that you have to post three times a day so your account grows, which even for most media companies is not possible. So um, if you have any advice, um, like how did you manage, how, how much time, money, people did you invest and how did you overcome these challenges? Um, a lot. <laughs> really a lot spend in Bremen, a lot of, a lot of money. <laughs> yes. So in the beginning, we really tried to publish like five videos a week. And this was absolutely not possible to do that over a long time. So we said, okay, this is definitely not the way we can do that over years now. So we decided to publish a up to three videos per week. And I guess this is kind of a good strategy for us. And we are a team out of five people who are cre the creative heads behind the channel. And we have all the ideas up there. And sometimes we use the ideas we get from our community. And we get a lot of help from our students who work here as well. They give us some input and ideas as well. So we do that. And yes, it's really a fulfilling a week, fulfill with work if you do a TikTok channel, to be honest. But it's definitely worth it when it comes to the growth and the people you can reach over there. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter if it's 15 or 30 seconds. You still, your storytelling really has to be on point. You do have to have that pump stopper moment because if the user doesn't realize in two seconds what the video is about and if it's useful for them, for them they're going to scroll past it so so yeah that makes it quite difficult and challenging on tiktok and um, how did you manage that in cologne you told us about your your you know building up a creator and how did you decide on on that 
Yeah, well, the frequency of postings is quite similar to Bremen because we found out that our account uh, performs well with posting uh, three videos a week. And we had a time when we posted less, uh, but saw um, that the channel didn't, didn't perform well. And uh, so now we got back to three TikToks a week and everything is fine. But actually, it's one person in the social media um, corporate communications team who's taking care of the channel, which is uh, not <laughs> much. But he is uh, working together with support of the agency. And yeah, he will get uh, another colleague during the summer so we can be perhaps a bit more active on the channels. And... Can you a little bit describe maybe the editorial steps from you have an idea, you want to do something uh, quickly, maybe I saw one of you guys did a, there's a heat wave in Germany and you went out and showed um, places to cool down, which of course has to maybe done quickly. And so do you have a script before you go out? Do you just go out and shoot? How does it work? Do you have storyboards? Maybe how does it work for you guys? Do you always work with voiceover? Uh, looking at your accounts, it seems like the more information and the more voiceover you guys have, the better the videos work. Mm, we work a lot with voiceover and yes, I um, we use it when it comes to a lot of information and we need to get some information in the video, which is not possible to do that with uh, some words in it so the message behind it gets more clear and it's more personal if when they hear my voice talking like oh there is something new at the marketplace in Bremen and then they know it's not the company who says says that so it's a person it's me Laura who says hey there is something new so we use that quite often and when it comes to producing a video um, either we have our own ideas over here and it depends if the weather is good or bad and normally in Bremen it's always bad <laughs> mm -hmm. so um, the kind of summer content it's not always on our channel so it's a rarity sometimes um, or we use the ideas out of the TikTok community and then we wrote, write down a, set, a shot list so what do we need to fulfill or to finish this video we need a beginning we need the atmosphere around it we need an ending maybe we need some transitions so we write down we need to put our hand on the lens and put it back on the next scene for example and we write that Uh, on a paper step by step and then we go out and film it and sometimes we are really fast doing it and it only takes us half an hour sometimes it um, takes us a bit longer maybe an hour or one and a half it depends on the place where we are and afterwards we cut that on our smartphones and do the voiceover with the smartphone and upload it and we have this claim better authentic than perfect and that's what we try to do on our channel so It's okay that it's not perfect. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's what TikTok is all about. While in, on Instagram, everybody's life looks perfect or much better than it is <laughs> normally. Uh, on TikTok, the users really smell it if it's not authentic and they just want it to be very, very authentic. And that sometimes then it's not perfect, but that's fine. Yeah. Is it the same for you and yeah. Cologne? That's, that's really important for us. Uh, 
exactly to to not be and perfect this is not what the community wants to see um, we also work out storyboards beforehand and we work with timetables and editorial schedules and we go out uh, when we go out and shoot we try to shoot as much as possible so we do like shooting days and uh, work out several TikToks, um, of course, uh, for one day and post them in the timetable later. Same. Mm. It's not possible to do one shoot a day. It's not efficient so it's... and not possible, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what journalists are doing as well, both at Deutsche Welle or I myself. I, my personal account, I do it in my free time. Mm. So obviously... I, I try to go out at night, but mostly I do stuff on the weekends and like batch producing, even though it might look like it's breaking news. It's <laughs> most of the time, <laughs> it's me even shooting stuff with two different endings and then using that one that's accurate because otherwise it, it wouldn't be possible. Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about target groups because both of your accounts are in German. And um, normally I would think, well, we're talking tourism. We want to attract people from outside Germany. How did you decide to make your accounts in German? Are you uh, trying to attract people in Germany or people who speak German? And also um, some of your topics are quite local. We talked about the The, the concrete car in the street, that's something people in Cologne maybe see and know. Um, so so how, how did you decide, who's your target group and how did you decide on the language for the account? Hmm. Well, we, we started with, uh, uh, with TikTok or with a concept for TikTok when traveling was not possible because of COVID. And uh, we wanted to address people during the lockdowns and to transfer the Cologne feeling into their homes. Um, and after this, um, since traveling is possible again, we still mainly address German potential visitors because long distance travel is not safe at the moment or is not is coming back step by step. And we have a lot of day trips and visitors from neighboring countries. Um, but we, yeah, we still stick to to the German language, and we so we build up a quite nice German community, and we we will stick to this for the next time. Hmm. Mm, we made a somehow a different experience, <laughs> to be honest. Um, we really started with English content on TikTok because we followed the idea of reaching potential tourists all over the world so they would come to Bremen. <laughs> Maybe a bit utopic, but <laughs> um, but we learned quite early that the algorithm is kind of lo location-based, so there was not the possibility at all to reach people outside of Germany. So the comments were in German, and there was literally everything in German. So there was, uh, there was no discussion about it uh, while... Why should we keep that in English when we only reach German people? So we switched that. And afterwards, we made the experience that our content worked way lot better than before. And the algorithm is better in playing it to the right people so he knows what to do. So, okay, it's German content. Let's put it to German people. So it worked really better. Our views, videos got a lot more views. And... Um, 
we noticed a recurring community in our comment section because they know, okay, it's a German account. And in the first place, we tried to address um, German young people around Bremen and in Bremen. And on the second level, we try to reach out to tourism, tourists all over Germany. So they know there is Bremen, maybe we should come and visit it one day. And even if it's not today, they notice the city and keep that in mind for later. Yeah, I mean, that's an excellent point about the algorithm you just made, that it's location-based. And actually, if you make an account in Germany and you want to reach people that are not in Germany in a different language, it's very hard to do unless you go viral really hard then We see, like when we look, like when I look at my analytics or um, from our work accounts, and um, we see once a video goes viral, then yes, it gets shown in other countries. But first, it will be shown in your city, in your country, and then if you're doing um, stuff in English, then Germans might be turned off by that, which makes it harder for you to go viral. And so I think mm. it's quite clever of you to do it in German because you also see that the um, market is very saturated for English TikTok and we even see like in, in with journalistic accounts that someone starts out in English and then switches to Spanish for example and suddenly the account goes viral and grows like a, a lot because the market is not saturated yet so I think mm. you guys made a really clever choice for getting a bigger reach mm -hmm. with that. When when it comes to um, huge advertising campaigns, when it goes to other countries like the Netherlands or Denmark, then we produce content, especially in English, so we can promote it over there. But because it works better <laughs> if they see some English videos than for huge campa campaigns. But it's really easier even for us to produce it in German to think videos in a German language. And we talked a little bit about how um, different Instagram and TikTok are and that you do have to be authentic on TikTok. And now travel content most of the time on Instagram is not that authentic. It's more about a beautiful location and people looking beautiful. And what do you think um, about travel content on TikTok? How can you be successful with travel content? And why um, why do we still have not that many tourism companies or destinations on TikTok? I feel like the biggest accounts are really these travel influencers, we would say on Instagram or travel content creators and big airlines. But that's pretty much it. Um, why are uh, why are you the only guys on there? Basically, no, there are some more, but um, it's it's quite small. Or do you have any tourism accounts that inspire you? All I'm say seeing is big airlines doing funny videos. <laughs> um, we got a lot inspired by Mitvergnügen Hamburg. Um, it's about the city Hamburg and. We get an idea of how we could present them as well. So they're also bigger than us, but it's a company behind yeah, it. A journalistic it's kind of journalistic background, yes. right? It's a bit different compared to our situation, but I think that uh, 
big influencers or airlines that they can address a much broader mass of people. Their topics are more huge. Mm. They can address more people with it. When when it comes to our channel, I only see it's a small city and we have a lot of topics over here, but it's more niche and they have, as a, uh, our videos have to find their users and not the other way around because it's like the small topic and really specific and i guess the airlines have a much more broader mess and uh, topics that they could spread on their channel and do you think it helps when you make it more relevant for the everyday life of every user like i noticed you did a video about three things to do in bremen or three things that don't cost anything or something like that and that didn't go as viral but then you use the topic everyone is talking about the nine euro ticket where you can basically travel on the train for three if you buy a nine euro monthly flat rate and suddenly it became relevant for so much more people and like and that video then went viral did you think if you try to connect your topics more to to trending topics people are talking about you would be even more successful or yeah yes but they have to be always a trending topic yeah. so it's not <laughs> always given over here <laughs> so maybe the topics that are relevant over here are, not, are only relevant for a smaller target group and we don't want only want to do like these viral topics and also want to give the people who are living here some ideas of what is just around their corner and or the people who are already here that they get an idea what's uh, there is like a huge uh, concert or a huge festival around the corner and we would like to show this side of brim as well so we try to do both of it yeah the same with us i think we do a good mix of it but We also experienced that trend-based TikToks helped us to grow more, of course. But uh, we also give, we like to make TikToks with gastronomy tips and with tips um, about things to do in the city. But it's it's true, trend-based TikToks um, are helping more. Yeah. And we already talked a little bit about your community and that you do hear a lot from users. Tell me about some of the feedback you've gotten because I feel like the TikTok community is very vocal and very loyal and tight-knit and I do have like a lot of followers who come up to me on the streets in Berlin and just talk to me and tell me exactly what they want me to do, do more of this. And so does that happen to you guys and uh, that people actually come up to you and say maybe I travel to Bremen or Cologne because of you? Well, my colleague Max sometimes uh, gives his face for the account, but I, I haven't heard that people came to him in the streets, but perhaps this will happen in the future. But it is right that um, we definitely we have higher engagement than with other channels and the community likes to post a lot and to comment a lot and gives honest feedback to the TikToks um, also when they see things different. So we have a quite good communication with them. We once um, did a mistake. We, we did an explanation TikTok with a wrong date in it. And the community reacted very quickly um, <laughs> and told us about uh, the wrong number. And we reacted very quickly with a 
with a sorry TikTok and brought in some self-irony and levity. And in my opinion, this was a good example for for being authentic and and not perfect with TikTok. Yeah. Mm. We and made kind of the same experience but it's really hard to uh, measure the success to say oh i saw your tiktok now i'm in brim mm -hmm. but it's always kind of hard to measure this kind of on social media how affected it's the its users and viewers but um i've made the experience uh, i met a lot of people on the street they noticed me because of my red hair and my nose <laughs> piercing and they're like oh you're the girl from tiktok right from tiktok brim and i'm like yeah and Oh, you make so such a cool content, and I'm always kind of it's always kind of awkward because I'm not feeling like kind of fame, but <laughs> and Now I didn't make this awesome. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't make this experience uh, on other platforms, but they're really nice, they're really open-minded, and they're really constructive. Like when they say, "Oh, this is wrong," or "Oh, I didn't like that," or maybe you should show something else, or can on. It's really different when you compare it to like Twitter or Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I, mean, I think it's maybe also the age um, and the target group that it's not that they're not like trying to find your failures and they're more open minded when it comes mm -hmm. to new topics. Yeah, it's more constructive criticism, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, definitely. But, so what makes it all worth it for you? Um, the Washington Post, um, the newspaper, um, was famously one of the first media houses on TikTok and five years ago or something like that. And they said, um, and everybody was like a bit skeptical, like, what do you get out of it? And, and they actually said that um, they got messages from young people saying, I didn't know what the Washington Post was. I didn't know it was a newspaper, but then I saw your TikToks and found out about you guys. And not only do I watch your TikToks and follow you on TikTok, I went out and I bought a paper newspaper and now I have a subscription to the paper edition. So, um, of course, that's like a giant crossover on a different platform altogether. Um, which makes it worth it for, for them. Um, but uh, how is it for you guys? Is it is it more an image thing? Are people really coming here because of that? Um, what makes it worth it for you guys? Well, you you can't me measure this. Uh, if someday somebody comes to us and tells us that he came over from the US because of our TikTok account, this would be great. <laughs> But at the moment, our objective is to, um, yeah, to open up new target groups um, besides the expeditive ones and uh, to, to strengthen, strengthen the existing potential that Cologne offers through the citywide TikTok community. And you, Laura, do you feel Bremen is now more famous than before? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we want to be on the people's mind, like when they think about what would be my next travel destination. So, and then maybe if they travel in like five years or something, when they're the generation is much older and then they remind of oh hey there was Cologne or there was Brim on TikTok and I was in contact with them and they answered my comments and I guess it's um, 
a good impact on the viewers and also good for the image of a city. And it's definitely a good platform to grow completely organically without to put some money within it. And I guess on no other platform it's possible to grow like this anymore. And I noticed you you do have quite a sense of humor on TikTok and you even managed to persuade your mayor to do a little TikTok <laughs> for you. Uh, tell us about that. Uh, yes, it, it was an idea that we have cried for a long time now. Um, and we waited nearly one year. So this was relevant enough to do these videos. And the major is, of course, really, really busy. And then we decided he could answer some of our hate comments. Uh, hate comments. Someone said... That's already really brave to ask someone who, who hasn't been on TikTok maybe to answer hate comments. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and he was really funny and open-minded when it comes to answering those questions he was really open for this new kind of answer community management and he, uh, he was it was really spontaneous we gave him like the comment it says uh, the best part about brim is the exit the exit uh, sign of the town yes the exit sign meaning so you're leaving the city and that's like the best part Yeah. So um, he talked nearly 30 seconds about the beauty of our exit signs and it was really ironical and the people, I, I guess they really loved it because it was something they didn't expect it when they write something like this and uh, we have more of it but we have eyes open for it but not published yet <laughs> no it's not published yet <laughs> do this on our own as well uh, so i if we have like a comment that says oh bremen and some sightseeing ha 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 and then we put our colleague in front of the town musicians or in front of the uh, main hall and then we say hmm Where are the where is where are the special things over here? And so we try to do a new way to go through this kind of hate comments. So basically, not afraid to make fun of yourselves. Um, is it the same in Cologne? Can you make fun of? Cologne yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I just have to mention that I've seen the, the TikTok that you talked about uh, yesterday evening and I found it really funny and only recognized at the end that it was the mayor who was who was talking and I found it really even more funny and this was really great. Perhaps we can convince Mrs. Reka also to do a TikTok with us. <laughs> yes, yeah. the mayor from Cologne <laughs> yeah. of course has to do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> And um, yes, what, what we do at the moment is um, following the trend to do videos about what do you think uh, with people in the streets, what do you think about Cologne, what is overrated and underrated. And uh, yeah, sometimes you get some answers that you are really surprised with. Uh, and um, yeah, you have you have to be brave because you can't control it and you can't control the answers and you always have answers uh, which don't fit in the in the overall <laughs> communication strategy. But this is this is the, the beautiful thing about it. But that's so great that you do have the freedom and you take risks and you're brave like that. I think I think the users really appreciate that and see that. Um, but we always talk about our successes, but sometimes we learn more from our failures. 
what's a video idea that didn't work out for you and what did you learn from it? And since that's like a really hard and unfair question, <laughs> I'll go first and say, um, since my little niche is news and Berlin stuff, whenever I travel somewhere, I go on vacation, I feel like, oh, why can't I make a little video on that? And then I maybe um, go to Rome and say, oh, three things to do in Rome. And then I upload that TikTok and all the comments I get are like, why are you there? Why are you not in Berlin? When am I getting my news from Berlin? And the views are quite low as well. And so I learned the hard way that I can't leave my niche. I always have to tie it back somehow to Germany, to Berlin, to a newsy aspect. Otherwise, um, users won't like it. Yeah, well, I understand. <laughs> I, I have an example because, uh, yeah, when we started with TikTok, um, we had, a, as we thought, good idea. Um, you you know that we, we have a dialect here in Cologne, the Kölsch dialect. Uh, it's a language of its own and a lot of people yeah. like to <laughs> imitate it when they talk about Cologne or tell their friends about their visit. And a lot of songs are sung about the city in this language, Kölsch, uh, and are really good known in Germany. So we thought it would be a good idea to post some Kölsch dictionary TikToks and explain That to sounds our... Sounds fun. Sounds fun. And we try to explain to our community the meaning of some words and sayings, but it didn't perform. It's, um, yeah, well, the audience decided not to find it good that <laughs> so. was too specific maybe perhaps yeah funny yeah. because we made the exact opposite um experience <laughs> okay <laughs> so maybe you should try it again now with yeah. a, a bigger community because we made like typical brim brimish words like mm. if you drink coffee and a piece of cake we call it kaffeesian and we thought it would be typical but the gen the generation on there didn't know that and it got really, really viral because they were so surprised about the words. Okay, good to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm, we don't have that specific video like um, the colleague from Cologne, but we, ma we made a huge failure in the beginning. So because we decided to put our content from other platforms, we call it high gloss videos from like YouTube and put it on there and it will do the rest if you just put it there without any context, just beautiful pictures of yeah. from Brim and the people would love it anyway. But we noticed that this kind of way won't work for us. So it, there were no views at all. And I guess this is something the real creator should do. And yeah, but that's actually that makes mistake almost every media account makes that mistake because the stuff that goes viral on Instagram is not the same stuff that goes viral on TikTok. And you just have to learn and figure that out. And uh, Instagram is all about the beautiful glossy pictures like you said but TikTok is about information and discussion and you have to find that out and I think I think sometimes we do see glossy wow clips going viral but that's not often and then it's mostly connected to one specific person to a, people want to see their person their creator going to a, a great place or something like that so I think it is hard to go viral with these kinds of videos so 
you're not the only one who learned that. Um, <laughs> But we learned from our mistakes. So yeah. we now make it this kind of personal content with us in front of the yeah. camera and it works way better be uh, because they don't even recognize there is a company behind it who do these kind of videos. They Sometimes they think that I am the person who wants to tell this. So I guess this is somehow on the our secret formula. <laughs> And we are unfortunately almost out of time. We only have time left for a little TikTok, so to speak. Um, let's close our talk with a look into the future. What role do you think TikTok will play in the tourism industry in the future? Or is there any other platform you have your eye on right now that we should be talking about in the next podcast maybe? As I already mentioned, um, the expeditives and, and younger target groups like the Gen Z uh, inspire themselves uh, more and more also for vacations via social media and via TikTok. And I think that after COVID now, people want to travel again. And for example, younger people who graduated during COVID uh, now have the chance to travel for the first time. So I think this is a big potential for destinations to, to be present with this target groups. And uh, I also think um, that yeah, TikTok will grow more and more. We will be there. We will do more efforts to be active on this channel. And um, yeah, I also think that this generation is, is getting older older, and that we do not only talk about travel decisions, but per, perhaps uh, we also talk about decisions for choosing a place to live in and to, to work. So um, yeah, we have to think big and attract the mm -hmm. people and be present in their minds. And basically you're saying, if you're not on TikTok yet, you have to be, get on TikTok Absolutely. now. Be brave, and try it out. <laughs> <laughs> and do you feel the same, Laura? Absolutely. I think TikTok will play a big, big role in the future. And it does already. When you have a look on like uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, videos in like this portrait mode are really, really the big thing right now. And I think it's something that TikTok started maybe a little bit. And um, I think that TikTok is already or slowly getting bigger than Instagram and more important. So there's also room to grow right now. And I th there's no excuse why someone should not even should try it. There are so many possibilities to put in their creative creativity in there, the specific topics. There's literally for everything a niche and people who wants to see that. So why not start today? <laughs> Thank you, Johanna, for having us. Thank you for the invitation. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>